The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Paid Social Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the most effective, diverse, and fastest evolving channels in marketing, paid social. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about channel selection, targeting, and performance marketing optimization for your paid social campaigns. With us today is Soso Sazesh, who is the founder of Growth Pilots, which is a digital marketing agency that partners with high growth companies to manage their paid search and social marketing channels. Growth Pilot selectively partners with a limited number of clients, including Instacart, Glassdoor, and Betterment, to give time to ensure maximum context and focus on driving results through performance marketing. So far this week, we've talked about the landscape of advertising through paid social, the dominance of Facebook and Instagram, and today we're going to turn our attention to using paid social to drive B2B growth and specifically focusing on how to use LinkedIn. Here's the third installment of Paid Social Week with Soso Sazesh from Growth Pilots. Soso, welcome back to Paid Social Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back. Great to have you here again. Uh, Excited to pick up where we left off. We basically talked about the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is Facebook. And the takeaway that I had from those conversations was Facebook is big and broad and getting more expensive. And there are times when you can use Facebook to attract B2B marketers, but it is not necessarily a B2B focused platform. So I want to talk to you a little bit more broadly about how you're using paid social to drive conversions for B2B companies and where does LinkedIn fit into that equation? So this is a very common request companies in the B2B space looking to utilize paid social, but realizing that paid social has these consumer connotations associated with it. LinkedIn is by far the most directly targetable B2B advertising platform. And the platform has come a long way since it was first introduced. So when we think about LinkedIn, there's a couple of considerations. We are a performance marketing agency. Everything that we do is in the vein of driving towards some very clearly measurable goal, whether that's a white paper download, a lead generated, an MQL, something that initiates the customer conversion process. And that's really important to take into account because the CPCs on LinkedIn are much higher than you find on really any other platform. 
And obviously the justification there is this is a business buyer where the value of whatever it is they're buying is typically much higher than you get for an individual consumer taking some action. And as a result, the auction dynamics and LinkedIn putting in some of their own CPC floors causes very high CPCs to exist on LinkedIn. So when we're first evaluating a company's opportunity or potential viability on LinkedIn, the first thing to define is what the goals at hand are. And if you have a cost per lead goal that's extremely low, which some B2B companies do who are targeting the low to mid market, you know, we've seen companies looking for a 10 to $20 cost per lead at the very top of the funnel. LinkedIn is probably not a great platform to be operating against. However, if you have a pretty solid understanding of who your target buyer is, if there's a little bit more meat on the bone in terms of the contract value and you can afford a higher cost per lead, then it certainly makes sense to consider LinkedIn as a platform. And the targeting options that LinkedIn has, they're just so dialed in, right? You can look at a specific company, you can look at company size, you can look at title, location, you really have all of the necessary targeting options that you would want if you knew exactly who your buyer was. LinkedIn gives you that ability to target those users. One of the things that I think is interesting is you're saying that the targeting is dialed in, but on the larger platforms, the Facebook and Instagrams of the world, you still basically have the ability to target people based on their job and their title. Like, Isn't that information available on Facebook as well? To a degree. So Facebook has actually removed some of those targeting capabilities because of the privacy issues that they went through. But on top of that, Facebook and Instagram are not inherently professional social networks. And what I mean by that is very few people list their jobs on Facebook and Instagram. So the data that Facebook has there is mostly inferred and it's not as explicit. Whereas on LinkedIn, the sole and single purpose of the platform is really to highlight your professional accolades and title and where you've worked and for how long. So it's a lot more professional context. Okay. So the role in the company data is because it's the focus of the platform is inherently more accurate on LinkedIn than it would be on Facebook. 100%. And there's an interesting trade-off there as well. So while LinkedIn has what I would consider the most accurate professional targeting information or targeting profile information on individuals, the platform is not utilized like a Facebook or an Instagram, meaning very few people go on LinkedIn on a regular basis. And this trend has been changing, but LinkedIn historically has really been your digital resume. And if you're in market for doing something that's related to LinkedIn, whether that's looking for a job or looking at a candidate's background, if you're a hiring manager or you're in the sales world and you're looking at potential prospects, so I think the usage of LinkedIn also somewhat inherently limits the opportunity because it's not this always on channel that people are constantly checking. Now, I would say that was the status quo up until let's call it 12 months ago. And I think a lot of people have noticed that has since changed. And now there's a lot more content promotion going on LinkedIn. People are checking it more regularly. And it has really become kind of like what Facebook was back in the day where people would check it on a regular basis and seeing what updates people are posting. The content has gotten a lot more rich and it's less about somebody got a new job or got promoted. So I think that's a really interesting shift and it represents a big opportunity, not just for LinkedIn, but ultimately for the end advertisers who are looking to take advantage of the platform. It's obviously for my business, but LinkedIn is the platform where I post the most content. 
I also check it the most frequently and definitely from a professional perspective, but it's also the easiest way to get a hold of me. Maybe that's just because part of my business is networking and I'm trying to understand who are the MarTech podcast listeners and LinkedIn tends to be the best signal. It's also one of the only channels where there is still the notion of driving organic traffic. Organic is, I don't know, I want to say dead, but it is not necessarily a customer acquisition channel on Facebook, not even on some of the Twitters and the other content focused channels. How do you see organic and paid playing together on the LinkedIn platform? So this is a really interesting trend. And I would say Facebook is probably the best prediction of what LinkedIn will eventually become. I'm not sure if you recall on LinkedIn, you remember when you would have these organic posts just going crazy viral. People had really understood how to game the LinkedIn algorithm and develop these content pieces that if you think about the LinkedIn algorithm, they're looking for engagement signals. And that's likes and comments and shares. And if you can incentivize that in your post by offering some content that requires a comment or whatever the case may be, you end up getting this really interesting viral effect. Now, I think that has been since toned way back. I think LinkedIn caught on to that. They changed the algorithm. You see far fewer of these viral organic posts. And frankly, I would expect that will continue being the trend where these pay-to-play platforms, it's in their best interest to make the most use of their advertising network to drive the maximum amount of revenue. So I think while I still think there's opportunity there, and I do think with LinkedIn's publishing platform, I think that was a really great play on their part that drives a ton of organic visibility for content that's hosted and posted on the platform. I don't know that LinkedIn is a long-term acquisition platform. No, it's 100% not long-term. As far as I'm concerned, it's already changed. You know, I had posted that the MarTech podcast hit 10,000 downloads in October, I think it was, October of 2018, and that post got tens of thousands of views. And I had tagged all the people that were my guests up to that point, and they all commented and liked, and that was trying to seed the engagement. We had 100,000 downloads this month. It's been five months since that last post. I will be happy if that post gets 2,500 views. Yeah. And again, I think this is LinkedIn learning what works. And I think the people who are early to take advantage of these things, there's a first mover advantage that does end up drying up. And I think you're experiencing that very firsthand. And also, congrats on the podcast growth. That's a huge milestone. Thanks, man. All right. So organic is drying up on LinkedIn. It was basically a way for them to get more people onto the platform to consume content. It's probably going to go down the pay to play route like the Facebooks of the world. In terms of placement and bidding strategy, what are you seeing in terms of optimization techniques? So this is a pretty interesting topic because LinkedIn, unlike some of the other social counterparts, does not optimize towards specific events. That's really the magic of the Facebook platform is you can track a specific event and optimize and bid against that specific conversion. When it comes to LinkedIn, it's much more upper funnel in terms of optimization and bidding capabilities. So what that looks like is ultimately bidding for impressions or bidding for clicks. And the definition of a click, we had some really interesting findings. We were very big on A-B testing different bidding methodologies and whatnot. And we did some testing against bidding for clicks and bidding for impressions on LinkedIn. And we found something fascinating, which was the definition of a click. We saw that somebody engaging, so just liking or commenting, that was considered a click. Now, for a performance advertiser, and you're looking to drive engagements ultimately through the funnel, that doesn't help you very much. So if you're optimizing toward clicks 
and that click recognition within the LinkedIn algorithm is people liking, then you don't end up getting the true benefit of the click. Ultimately, what you want is somebody clicking through to your landing page and taking some action. So the dynamics were a little bit different there. And you know, when we did this testing, we saw that by bidding for impressions, you can actually end up getting a more efficient cost per click because we saw that there was more throughput from a click-through rate to the landing page standpoint. Now, this could be completely anecdotal. This is just one of the interesting things that we uncovered when we were doing some LinkedIn testing. I think this was a couple of years back. But nonetheless, that's the big challenge with the LinkedIn platform. The fact that you can't optimize towards those down funnel events and bid everything accordingly. So it really becomes a game of heavily relying on UTM parameters to track what's happening down funnel and optimizing that. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Have you seen that promoting content or direct response works better on LinkedIn? This is, again, is one of those things that has changed. We were pretty early on the LinkedIn advertising platform. And when we first started out, the general theme, everybody was like, this is a content platform. And everybody was scared to go the direct response route. So in the early days of the LinkedIn platform, everything was super content focused and people weren't treating it like a direct response platform. Then you had the performance marketers who got a hold of it, like us, and we got on and we're like, well, let's be a little bit risky here. Let's not add any content value. Let's just put an offer, a direct response call to action ad in front of people. Just drive everyone to the buy button. Exactly. And it worked. So there was a period of time where we were just seeing really great results from LinkedIn just by going direct response against conventional wisdom. And then I think everybody caught onto that trend and that became the de facto way to manage LinkedIn ads. So then I think there was this third wave, which was people then quickly realized that LinkedIn was a direct response platform. You saw a lot of competition on the platform. And the unit economics of LinkedIn, again, because the CPCs are so high, it's very difficult to justify in a performance marketing world unless, again, you really have your funnel down, you know your unit economics, and ultimately the channel backs up for you. 
So what you then saw is people somewhat pulling back on LinkedIn advertising for performance. And I think content has started to reemerge as being a viable option for marketers. Now, my expertise and everything that I have done in my career is very much focused on performance marketing. So the content stuff is less interesting to me. So we play a lot less with that. But nonetheless, I think that's really the waves of LinkedIn as it's been. And one other interesting thing to note is going back to what I mentioned about how many people are on LinkedIn. While this has been growing and getting better, I think the scale of the platform has also caused some advertisers to rethink using the platform. Because we'd have clients where we'd get that unit economics working, LinkedIn would be cranking, and then we'd cap out spending 50 to 100K a month. Obviously, very respectable budget. But for companies that have seven-figure monthly budgets... It's not worth the investment in time. Exactly. So that's an interesting problem to have in itself, right? And I think that's kind of the worst possible scenario if you're an advertising platform. You're like, my platform works. I just can't get you the scale that you need. You ultimately end up getting written off. And we're not talking about search advertising, but Bing suffers a lot of the same fate where we have clients who are spending crazy budgets in Google, but because the Bing opportunity is so small, they just write it off. The takeaway for me is that A, LinkedIn is relatively expensive because they have floors, right? They are artificially inflating the cost of the ads. So the barrier to entry is relatively high compared to some of the other platforms. And then if you're going to get over that barrier to entry and you're going to invest in figuring out how the platform works, you can only scale it to, let's call it a medium-sized budget on the enterprise level, right? You're only spending $500,000 a year. So for an enterprise company, that's a drop in the bucket as opposed to you're spending millions on Facebook, potentially. Talk to me about who it works for. Sure. And I think this is pretty universally applicable to all the paid social advertising platforms when it comes to B2B. What we've seen is B2B companies targeting, let's call it kind of low to mid-market where it is fairly transactional in nature. The product may be self-serve to a degree, or there's a lighter touch sales funnel. That's where we've seen the best success. When it comes to enterprises, like true enterprise sales or enterprise B2B companies, it doesn't work for a couple of reasons. One, those audience sizes are just too small in general. So to really, again, the scale or the learnings that you'd need, you just don't have enough at-bats to learn through that. But two, the psychology and the journey of that buyer is very different than somebody who's trying to just you know, load a mid-market looking to solve a problem today or in the next weeks. Whereas an enterprise buyer, typically there's a very long consideration and research phase. So as a result, when it comes to generating leads, it's much more difficult to make LinkedIn work for that type of company. It seems like advertising is not the main course, but an appetizer for LinkedIn and where they are trying to monetize the platform is more around tools like their sales navigator, where you can buy credits to gain access to anyone through their messaging platform, as opposed to trying to reach them through advertising. So they're basically engaging the sales community and enabling cold outreach as opposed to the marketing community for advertising delivery. I 100% agree with that. And I think that's where their resources and focuses have been. I think there's a really interesting opportunity for them, I think because of two reasons. One, because this trend of people using LinkedIn more as a content destination, the audience size is just growing as a result of that, which may cause some companies to rethink, okay, well, this channel was small before, let's give it a try now because there's a lot more engagement and activity happening in general. And then two, just 
with LinkedIn's new ownership of being under the Microsoft umbrella, I think there is a lot of synergy between the two. And I think there's some interesting data that could be shared between what's happening on the search side of things and on the LinkedIn platform side of things. So it's funny that we haven't really seen much collaboration between the two. And that was one of our early suspicions was that we thought there was going to be way more collaboration between Bing and LinkedIn in terms of data sharing and cross-pollinating targeting options and whatnot. That's interesting. So talk to me about what some of the other options and channels that you see for B2B marketing. We, we talked a little bit about Facebook, obviously spent a hot minute on LinkedIn. Are there any other B2B platforms that you've seen uh, people use successfully? Yeah, I think Twitter is one of those that typically gets tested. And again, I think it shares a similar fate in that it's just down funnel does not stack up the same way that you see some of these other very performance oriented channels. I think Twitter ultimately gets a lot of the content advertisers because it's a content heavy platform. I think the mindset of people on Twitter, it's less of trying to solve a problem. And this is something that boggled our minds internally at Growth Pilots for years, where we just have never seen that down funnel efficacy on Twitter, whether on B2B or otherwise. So it's really interesting because there are a very significant number of users and they have a lot of really great targeting data. But for whatever reason, those elements just don't come together and allow for true performance marketing to take place. Quora is another interesting one for B2B. I think that's a little bit more relevant. Now, Quora is kind of going through its growing phase of figuring out how much scale can be achieved. I'm really impressed with the Quora advertising platform, frankly. It's got a lot of Facebook advertising DNA built within it. So you see a lot of what you might not expect in such an immature advertising platform. The targeting options there, I think there's been a lot of success on B2B. Scale becomes an issue there as well which again, gets solved over time if the platform ultimately grows to attract those eyeballs. But I think those are the core channels from a B2B standpoint. Okay. So it sounds like B2B marketers, there's a couple of different ways to think about using performance marketing. Facebook is a channel that you can broadly target almost anyone while your offering might not be presented in a truly professional sense, right? You're being put next to cat videos and political fodder and news. You can still reach the right person. So the targeting is there and you have the ability to really hone down to the event. LinkedIn is a channel that you can test when you're sort of that mid-market player. There's not a huge ability to scale your budgets and they do have the artificial floor. And then you can get scrappy and test some of the other content platforms like Twitter. So I think at the end of the day, when you're working on a B2B brand, things like LinkedIn Sales Navigator and doing your direct outreach and focusing more on content marketing and events actually is you know an effective channel and something that you might want to invest in as much, if not more, than your performance marketing. I would fully agree with that. There's one thing we didn't touch on, which is link-sponsored in-mail, which I know I'm not alone in this. And the number of sponsored in-mails that I personally receive has probably 10 to 20x in the past several months. I think that because email is such an efficient medium in reaching people, and now that more people are using LinkedIn, there is also an interesting frenzy happening there. But it's kind of equating to spam at this stage. And I think there will likely be a platform corrections that are done to fix this abundance of sponsored in-mails that are taking place. It goes back to my original point of, I think the way that B2B marketing is done is a lot of direct outreach. And to me, in-mail is kind of the hybrid stepchild between performance marketing and direct email outreach. So throttling the volume of what you might consider spam or cold outreach is something that makes sense. But 
Lots to consider when it comes to setting your strategy for B2B marketing. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Soso Sazesh from Growth Pilots for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Soso's tips for building an effective paid social strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about how to reach the kids using Snapchat and other millennial-focused performance marketing channels. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Soso, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can send him a tweet where his handle is Soso Sazesh, S-O-S-O-S-A-Z-E-S-H, or you could visit his company's website, growthpilots.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries and transcripts of all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Paid Social Week, we've got some great episodes lined up. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today, but until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.